0: feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast.
1: <laughs> brain health doesn't just mean like the physical health of the brain because of nutrients and physical exercise. It's also about our emotional regulation skills. Like what are we doing to help ourselves regulate our emotions and manage stress?
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Really Mental, where we want you to know no matter who you are, you're not alone. We have the brain coach who is a clinical neuropsychologist and overall professional in the field to talk about brain health and how we can have and create positive changes in our lives to have better mental and overall health. And we're going to hop straight into it. I want to say if you are new here, then make sure you follow, like, and subscribe at Really Mental Podcast. If you find something useful in this, make sure you share it with a friend that it could help because it helps us grow and continue to expand the movement. Thank you, Nawal, for joining us today on the show. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself for people who may not know about you or the amazing work you do with The Brain Coach?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm currently a PhD candidate in clinical neuropsychology. I'm getting trained to become a neuropsychologist. So we mainly focus on human behavior, cognition, and brain health in general. And the work that I do at the Brain Coach is very similar to that.
2: And I know we're talking today about optimizing brain and mental health through behavioral change. And I wanted to ask, like, could you tell us a little bit about that topic today?
1: Yeah, it's I guess it sounds a lot fancier than it is. It's literally just making these deliberate conscious modifications in your like thoughts, actions and habits. So they enhance your overall well-being because sometimes we pick up habits that maybe are self-sabotaging. So it's more about, you know, how can we consciously create these habits that will help our brain, it will make it healthier, it will make our ability to think healthier and just overall deal with stressors. Really just understanding what habits we need to create to enhance our brain health. And these are, you know, they're gonna be done through behavioral changes, which is you're building a practice daily in your routine until it becomes a way of living.
0: When it comes to that initial awareness of, okay, I do need to make some changes. What do you think are the main factors that lead people to that point?
1: Yeah, I think it really depends on person to person. Like I'm sure, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too. Like I noticed that when I'm at work and my performance decreases and I know that I'm able to get more done within a certain amount of time. And my body's fatigued. So like these physical sensations that I'm starting to feel, for example, that's going to be a key point for me to understand. Okay, something is off. I don't know what it is, but my energy is low. I'm not as productive. And what's happening? So that would be like the cognition piece in the brain. It's our ability to just work day to day. Then it's like how we feel around others. So if you're in a dynamic where you might feel great about that person, but they're not making you feel great and you, you're you left feeling maybe depleted or just being like, okay, that was not the best situation. You have to kind of understand, okay, how is this going to affect me mentally and just emotionally as well? So there's these things that we need to actively pick up on because if we just are passive and are on autopilot all day, it's going to be very tough to pick up on these things and, until it gets so bad that it just sort of depletes to a point of burnout or poor mental health.
0: I would say that for me, I do feel hyper aware of how I feel and I think meditation has sort of taught me that a lot more. So for me throughout the day, I tend to try and set boundaries because I realize that if I do say like an hour of work and and I, you know, just keep going after that, then my productivity just gets lower. And so I guess like I try and just track how I'm feeling and I'll ask myself a question and my body a question like, how am I doing? Like checking in with myself helps me create that sort of separation. Harrison, what do you think? Is there anything else that comes to your mind?
2: I just think being really comfortable to be self-aware of the actions you're taking because I think you're not going to be able to do any of this stuff initially unless you become first self-aware of what you're actually doing because then you won't be able to even realize some of the actions you're doing that may be harmful to others and yourself around you.
1: Yeah, I I do agree with the self-awareness piece and just understanding how we feel emotionally around others. So that is a big part of it. But I think if we're looking at just optimizing our mental health and brain health, there's a lot of other things that we can do that maybe aren't as blurry or in the gray area because if someone is not in tune with their emotions, they don't know even how to identify what they're feeling, they're not fully aware of that. That's a very tough thing to build. It's a tough muscle to build. I wouldn't start with that strategy as the first one to go to like, promote and optimize brain health and mental health. There are a few like just key practices, though, that we can do that are pretty affordable. And they work synergistically to support brain health and just our overall overall cognition as well. And one of the main ones, which is a really, really big non-negotiable for me, is just regular exercise. I try my best, like no matter what is happening, I have to work out at least four to five times in my week. And I understand like, it is a point of privilege too, where I have the time and I can do that. And I know like if people are parents of young kids, like you might not have that much time, but I think if you can prioritize it, it, it can be really helpful. And the reason for that is physical exercise, it increases blood flow and oxygenation in the brain. So it it has this direct effect and it promotes the growth of these new blood vessels that then enhance it, enhance the production of, you know, these new neurons. So it leads to neuroplasticity and neurogenesis that helps us then increase our ability to focus and increase our cognitive abilities. So all that together, if we understand like what exercise actually directly does to us, it becomes more encouraging to be like, okay, no, this is not just for me to, you know, be fit and look good. It's actually to feel good overall. I guess the other one that I'd say are nutrition. I, you know, everyone knows you have to eat healthier, but there are some key things that we need to focus on a lot more. So vitamin D is huge and you can get that through direct sunlight or you can get it because like through a medication. The other three things are having good amount of sleep, so seven to nine hours. And obviously there's so many benefits to that as well, managing your stress. And lastly, just making sure that no matter what you're doing, where you are, you make time for social connections. So instead of doing crossword puzzles, just go socialize with people and you start to think about what they're saying, then you think about your response to them and you really have this whole thought process going in the brain that helps us keep it active. And if we start that earlier on and we understand that, that key value of socialization, we'll know that it's really, really important for the brain. One of the five strategies that I talked about is stress management, right? That's where those positive affirmation pieces and like meditation, mindfulness practices, all those come in there. But I think people start to feel overwhelmed when you mention these 10, 20 practices to reduce stress. But if you just pick up on one, so if you start to meditate like 10 to 30 minutes every day, like start with 10 minutes and just work your way up. And just do that every day. That is a huge game changer as well. You don't have to do like multiple stress relieving exercises to see that effect.
2: And for those that are listening, we've kind of listed a few of those things. How can they maintain that habit?
1: Habit building is tough. It, It can be like if you're used to waking up later in the day and sleeping really late and, you know, procrastinating at nighttime for There's this thing called revenge bedtime procrastination where if some people don't have a lot of control in their day, they'll like stay up and try to gain that control back. So like if they haven't had a lot of fun in their day, a lot of leisure activities, they'll deprioritize their sleep because they'd rather stay up and like watch a movie or do scroll on TikTok, whatever they feel happy with. Right. Not realizing that, yeah, this immediate reward is great. That's why it's a habit, because you like something about it. But at the same time, there's this delayed punishment that we receive if we don't have proper sleep. And then you might either wake up late or you'll have to wake up early, go to work, and then you're not feeling your best cognitively, right? Like you're not thinking straight, your emotions are ir- dysregulated. So changing behavior is very tough because the habits that we've built are already serving us in some way. But we have to understand like, There's this immediate reward we get from these bad habits. So one of the main things that I'd say is you have to make it a priority. Really dig into why that is and how can you make it a priority? What what was your time spent on? So that would be one of the main things. And another one is just like understanding that you're not going to be motivated all the time to do these things and there has to be a And an aspect of discipline and just creating something in your routine.
0: If you were to say like, I guess, breaking it down into three steps for people that feel like they're a bit out of inspiration and out of purpose, what would be your three tips for maintaining a healthy habit?
1: First, starting it, you know, once you are recognizing that something is off. If it's low energy, what can you do? So for low energy, it could be nutrients, it could be sleep, like a lot of the things that we've talked about. If someone's listening and like they're they're feeling like I'm not in the best space right now, try to recognize what were you doing before that made you feel good. The first step would be just focus on one thing out of these five that would make you feel like you can first take them take that habit on and slowly build on it, right? And it will make you feel the best. Only make one thing a priority. And then slowly take baby steps to improve it. You don't have to do it every single day. Like if you pick up meditation, for example, you don't need to start doing it for 30 minutes every single day. Do it two days a week for 10 minutes. Start with that. So the second step would be take it slow and make realistic goals for yourself. And the third is recognize, so, you know, monitor your progress. So recognize when you're falling off track and be able to bounce back because that discipline is so, so necessary. So first is awareness. Second is realistic goals. And then third is just maintaining that discipline and creating that system for yourself that allows you to bounce back if you fall off track.
2: That was great. And I think that it's really important to kind of understand these different things so we're able to go straight on into habit setting because it's easy, it can be really difficult and it can be very challenging I wanted to ask to kind of like wrap us up a little bit what does not taking care of your brain health look like if
1: we're not taking care of our brain health unfortunately we will lose more independence in older age because doing decision-making skills so our brain thinks a lot throughout the day and we make, Decisions in our day, like finances, making sure that we stay on top of appointments and bills. This is just easy to us, but it, as we get older, some people lose that independence. Brain health doesn't just mean like the physical health of the brain because of nutrients and physical exercise. It's also about our emotional regulation skills. Like, what are we doing to help ourselves regulate our emotions and manage stress? If an older age time comes where things are very very stressful and you don't know how to navigate that that's only going to exacerbate the situation you're already in so i think there's these two key factors that we need to focus on so at whatever age you're at just learn to optimize your brain health by the many habits that we can have and then also understand how to regulate your emotions
0: Amazing. This is such good advice. And again, I'm so happy you were speaking about it, because I think amongst young people, there's so much talk and noise around what you should do to take care of your mental headspace. I'm really grateful that we were able to have you on. And thank you for your time, because I do feel like these will really help people that are in a place where they're not sure where to go.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hope that, you know, people who are listening get to take away at least one thing from this. And implement something healthier in their lifestyle that will benefit them
2: so will yeah i think my biggest takeaway was just doing one of those things at a time not overwhelming yourself if you really want to focus on exercising just do exercising to start with and then once you've got a routine about healthy exercising then you go to eating And then once you are really good at your diet and healthy eating, then you can go to your sleep schedule. And taking those one at a time so you don't feel overwhelmed, I think that's really important because I think when a lot of us hear these things, we think, oh, we have to do all of these different steps, and that's like a lot to do. I've got to change my whole life. But no, you can just change one element of it. That takes about a month to create a habit, and then you do that again, and then you do that again, and you maintain those habits, and then eventually, in about six months, you'll find you're actually living a fulfilling full life that's really healthy for yourself. So if you love this episode, please rate it five stars, follow us at Really Mental Podcast and be sure to support The Brain Coach on their socials as well. We'll see you next week. We've got an amazing episode. And yeah, thanks for sticking around.